3: Lock Talk Radio. Everybody here, everybody, everybody let's get here, get into it, get stomped. I'm all Get start, I'm all start.
1: I gotta see this That tonight's
2: gonna be a good night That tonight's gonna be a good
1: night That tonight's gonna be a good good night I feel it.
4: everyone happy monday happy manic monday it's july 10th 2017 i'm cherry garcia i'll be your co-host tonight so i want to be the first one to say thank you for joining us here at the red reality show networks for manic mondays with our awesome host michelle costa from big brother season 10 she's got an amazing special guest joining her tonight from big brother canada seasons three and five And the pageant queen too. Cindy with an S will be with Michelle to talk about her time on BB can five. And we can't wait to hear what she has to say about that. And Cindy has also been watching big brother 19. So we can't wait to ask her opinions on everything that's going on in the crazy BB 19 house and see what she has to say about that as well. Um, we will be keeping tonight's show to just one hour, and Michelle has so much Big Brother to cover with Cindy. So if you uh, do want to call in, make sure you have your best questions ready and call in to chat with Michelle and Cindy at one 237 5506 And once you're on our switchboard, please do us a favor and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to Manic Mondays while you're cooking dinner or working out at the gym or driving home from work or whatever it might be that's keeping you away from joining us in our live chat room and chatting with us and having fun. And you can also um, put your questions in our chat room straight to Michelle and she can answer them from there. So uh, make sure you press the one key to go ahead and get our show started. Now, um, let's bring up our host and get it started. Hi, Michelle. How are you? And how was your 4th of July? And how was your weekend?
3: Hey, Cherry Pie. Hello, everybody out there in Manic Monday land. Happy Manic Monday. We're here back again to talk about our favorite uh, summertime seduction as I like to call it, seduces us. <laughs> Big Brother and anything about it. Uh, can't wait to talk with Miss Cindy with an S. We're going to be talking Big Brother Canada Five, and we're also going to talk about Big Brother Nineteen. She is all caught up, you guys. I had a great weekend. I had the weekend off. I enjoyed it um, with friends and family, and uh, my Fourth of July was great. so I had some. Amazing fireworks um, with my uh, friends and family and my brand new niece who's two months old, and she loved the fireworks, Aww. by the way. She didn't cry. She was just in amazement of the colors and the noise. So surprisingly enough, two months old, she loved it every minute. So I hope you guys Aww. all had a fantastic guess. Yeah, she was so cute, little Lila. She loved it. Um, I hope you guys all had a wonderful July 4th. Um, And so we're going to be doing a lot of questioning, Cindy, on what happened on Big Brother Canada 5. Um, So I want you guys, if you do have some questions, please jot it in the chat room um, because we are going to be limited on time. Um, We can't be taking too many callers, uh, but if you do get through, um, please have your question ready to go uh, and for everybody out there that listen to it archived we do have a lot of people that listen to it they can't make it on monday nights um you can't call in and you can't type in a question so i'm sorry um just don't be calling us and ask wondering why we're not answering a phone call because we're not there um, so, um, and if you are right, and if you are, if you are a person who doesn't make it on Mondays, and you want to get one of your questions asked, make sure you send it to me before time uh, before the show ahead of time, um, and I'll make sure that your question gets answered. Um, now, Cindy, I'm going to have to three way call her in, so I will be doing that in a few minutes. Um, so, Cherry Pie, uh, Big Brother 19 has not failed us. It just keeps on getting better and better and better. Uh, we have seen the Reigns, the king and queen. They are no longer the king and the queen. Actually, they're froggies. They're little toads. Uh, so uh, they got themselves a punishment, a curse from the Den of Temptations. What are your thoughts on the, um, the frog costume? I like it. I think it's really, really cute. They have the hip hop. They have the hippity hippity hop everywhere they go. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes. the cutest thing. There's little lily pads everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: Go um, on. Yeah, it's, 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 it's one, one, one of, of the cutest. Costume.
3: It really is. It reminds yeah. me of uh, Donnie Thompson when he had his little froggy costume, right? As a but punishment. But it's, it's not
4: it's one of the worst, that's for sure. That is for sure.
3: I mean, it could be worse. They could have uh, had to nominate themselves in the block like we saw Ramsey's having to do. But I think he picked a good week to do that because uh, if you're going to go and, and put yourself up in the block, put it up in the block when there's a big target like Cody that they're gunning in for. You're kind of probably safe. Um, so Ramsey did a good job on uh, doing that. Uh, let's talk real quick um, about Christmas, and I, I, we can talk a little bit about this later too, but your thoughts. I mean, even even if you're a Christmas fan, if you're not a Christmas fan, whatever the case may be, what do you think, Cherry, about the fact that she's going to get surgery? Do you think that she should be brought back in the house? I mean, I think just for physical purposes, like her healing, her life as a CrossFit um, uh, fitness guru, that's her livelihood. Uh, I just don't think that going into a house after you have surgery is the right thing to do. I mean, that, at that point, she's not a quitter. She's just doing what she should
4: do for herself, right? Don't you agree? I think she's undermining the pain she might be in after surgery. Yeah. Yeah.
3: She was supposed to have it today but now it's being pushed back to Wednesday. Um, I'm also, you know, her leaving the house and being around so many people at this point, you know, they're going to probably be on the lookout for her knowing that she's going to be getting the surgery if they're a Big Brother fan. Do you feel like that takes away from the integrity of the game and that it's a possibility that she might get leaked information um, I think there's a lot of different variables here, Cherry. that, you know, we, we're we not going to think that she's a quitter. That's not going to be in her, um, in her title. I think that it's, it's, she could really hurt her body and what happens if something goes wrong after the surgery,
4: then what is she going to do? Right? Right. And I think, you know, for anyone of us who's had surgery and knows, you know, what you go through after surgery, Um, you know, that's the time when you want your family around and you want to be comfortable and, you know, you want to climb in your own bed and, and just, you know, have those comforts of home. You don't want to go back into a house full of strangers and try to compete in competitions. And even if she doesn't try to compete, just being there in that house, I just can't imagine going, you know, back there after surgery. I just can't. Um, I I really question her ability to do that. I mean, I, I think she's a strong girl, and I, I think she probably can push through it if she wants to, you know, badly enough, but I I don't think it's the best idea, and I really kind of question them allowing it. You know, I... I think it's not the best move by either party, by CBS or her. I think, you know, someone should say, you know, look, this is enough. You know, surgery, if surgery is involved, you need, you have to go home. You know, yeah. that's just my thought. I agree with you. But. Now, I'm going to go and
3: um, get Cindy Threewade in um, real quickly If if everybody doesn't know yet, July 21st, there is going to be a special show coming on Friday for Big Brother, and it's the battle back. Someone's coming back.
4: Talk about that real quick, um, Cherry, and I will be back, okay? Okay. So we're starting the battle back on July 21st, and that's going to mean the possibility of Cody coming back. um, And... Anyone who's left so far, I guess, coming back in the house. um, I'd like to know what people's thoughts are on that. And, you know, the battle back is big. Um, It will mean in the house, especially if Cody comes back. Um, But I think that's what they do these things for. You know, they, they have these twists that they put in for that kind of intense drama, hoping that that will take place. So, and it very well could this year. So we'll see what happens. Um This could be a big one. And, you know, there's two camps here. You know, there's Cody Camp and... I think a lot more people are on the Paul camp than the Cody camp, but a lot of people do root for the underdog, and just depends on which side you you fall on. But if Cody comes back, it could totally flip the house. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens, and. There again we're gonna to have to see what um what happens with the rest of the house guests once he's gone, how everybody splits and a lot of very come into play. You're back. Cherry pie.
3: Hi. Hey Cherry Pie. So um we'll talk about the Battle of the Back, which I I find to be Uh, you know, very exciting because we all know it's going to cause a little wrench in some people's plans. So uh, we will touch base about that. But um, without further ado, um, we're going to bring up, well, she's already on, but she is sitting there waiting for us to bring her up. So Miss Cindy from Season Big Brother Canada 5 and 3, welcome to Manic Monday.
0: Thanks for having me.
3: Yay, she's on. I did it right. Thanks for coming on, Cindy. You're on with myself and this Cherry Pie, my co-host.
0: Hi, Hi Cindy. We're doing uh, a phone interview, to be honest, but
3: glad to be here. Absolutely. So first off, I just want to say congratulations on such a great job that you did on Big Brother Canada 5. All I know is I was so excited to see your face back in that house where you belong. Talk about how excited you were to be just going back into the Big Brother house.
0: Honestly, it was like, uh, like I was so excited to go, but I think I was more nervous than anything else. Um, I think I went through a lot of the phases of like adding so much pressure on myself, being all, you know, you don't want to be the first out. Like, what if I'm part of some sort of crazy twist? Uh, but I was definitely genuinely very, very grateful and excited to be invited back. So until I don't know, months later I'm still
3: shocked about the whole thing. Yeah, I mean it was amazing seeing you back in the house, but then now you walk in the house and you're seeing some familiar faces, Cindy, like you're seeing some of your people. What was your thought at that moment? Were you like, Oh my god, this is great, or were you like oh, I'm going to have to probably take some of my own friends out.
0: No, like my first uh, instant reaction walking in was, like, I was actually extremely excited to see both familiar and new faces. I think my biggest concern before the show was starting was I thought it was either, you know, Canada's pulling us in or there's going to be, um, like, if, when I saw the new faces, I thought maybe there'll be less vets, than newbies, so I'm already outnumbered. So I think I kind of like I was just more excited to see familiar faces and the fact that I come in with already, you know, these are kind of my allies already walking in. I've less concerned to come up in there by myself. It's like, okay, I know Kevin, I know that I know Isla, I know Dallas like this is the like, these are the first few people that I saw before the other half came in. So at this point I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so excited oh. Okay, I can,
2: like, breathe a little now.
3: So at no point were you like, oh, my God, like, we're going to play this game together, but I'm going to have to turn eventually on it because I'm sure you probably thought, okay, we're, we're the vets, we need to take out the newbies first, and then when it gets down to just us, then we take each other out. I mean, was that your thoughts right away? Like, okay, we, us vets, must stick together.
0: I don't, I don't think that was a thought in my head at the, at the moment that I first walked into the house. I think mean, that became more of a thought. It's really bad because during week one, like, I was really, you know, pro-vet and I wanted things to work. But, you know, it was very hard to trust Cassandra and Dallas and Gary at that time. And, you know, Cassandra was already done with the vet uh, within, like, day three and five. Dallas pretty much didn't talk to any of us, and Gary didn't really share much information. Hence why they were, like, the first three vets that left. So I think it was pretty much telling in the first week how people were treating and how people were talking to other people that I noticed that, like, they're not even my friends really for me to protect, like they're not even looking out for the alliance or for the group of us. So I think, I think week one was kind of like the turning point for a lot of people to switch from, oh, we're scared, we're going to protecting one another to be like, you know, just like I can't
3: work with any of these people, so they got to go. Yeah, I mean, being a person that's been in the house and then being a super fan, you know, I caught myself, like, yelling at the people, like, what are you guys doing? Don't do it, don't do it on each other. But being in that house is such a different type of scenario where 100%. you guys kind of had to do what you had to do, right?
0: Yeah, like, that's much as you want to say, you know, like, you know, we've all played before, let's stick together. The fact that there's eight sets and eight movies, and it's such an even playing field in that sense that, you know, you're like, fine, if this person isn't gonna be contributing or wanna work with me, I have newbies who are willing to work with me. You know, that's why, you know, we had to meet you who was more eager to work with us than to work with the newbies and that's why it worked so well. While if it was a situation where, you know, for bb V eighteen where you had four vets, it's like you kinda have to stick together because you're completely outnumbered. Yeah. And fifteen, like none of no one is outnumbered. It's like fair game. I think that's what changed it. And it's it's, it's a lot harder to manage seven other people to work with than three. So if we had, like, less vets the movies, then I think we would have stuck together a lot more because we only had each other. But because it's such, like, it's such an even number, it was it was like someone had to go, and right now I know what these vets are capable of, and these movies aren't, you know, seem to be much of a threat, like, they're just doing whatever. It, it was it just kind of, like, made it hard, because trust me, like, at the beginning, I really wanted to go to work, and I really wanted I to go as far as I possibly could, but with, you know, every 10 minutes, you can tell that people were just out for themselves more than the group, so people have to go in that sense. Yeah, well,
3: I have to say that you kind of contributed to the first week, because you won HOH with Karen, and you you gave it to Karen, but I think that you had a little bit, maybe just a tiny bit, maybe a lot of influence on Karen. Instead of doing what we would have thought she would have done and has put two of the vets, uh, she put up two of the newbies. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, did it take a lot of convincing, you know? Did you have to do that?
0: um, I actually remember that moment because originally she wanted to put out Bruno and net That was her two, like, you know, we first sat down and I said, you know, what whatever you think, she's like, we need to put up someone with brains and we need to put someone who's physical. to go. So, Netta and Bruno, that was two people that she wanted and in my head, I'm like, I'll freeze. like, those two are best. I can't let this happen at all. So, it was easier for me to convince her outside being like, you know, these two are loyal people so if you want to work with them, you know, maybe it's not to do that because once you work with them, they're going to stay loyal to you and let's, let's focus on what is more harmful to someone who's 53 years old, right? And to her, that was more of a physical threat. So it was so much easier to convince her to look into um, the guys. And especially since I was talking to Karen about how, you know, your uh, your biggest concern is people putting you up because, you know, of your age and the fact that you're, you're scared of these physical people. So maybe we should go after physical people. So, I don't know, like, at the moment, it didn't seem that hard to convince her uh, to put up newbies. I was actually genuinely shocked that I didn't have to go, to, that I didn't have to, like, push as much. And um, also, when we got the HOH room, we kind of had, like, every single person going to H, into the HOH room to kind of talk to us uh, to let us know who they wanted up. And what Karen didn't know was I went up to, you know, Bruno and Dre and Kevin and almost everyone to say, If Karen asks you who you think you should put up, and if she mentions about physical threats, you need to throw up Mark and Demetri's name. And so every time we had a person talk to us, you know, and if she asked for names and they were willing to throw up names, they said Mark and Demetri. So it got to the point where, you know, Karen looked at me and was all, oh, that's so funny. Like, I thought of Mark and Demetrius. I didn't even say these names, and almost all the house are saying the same thing. So it kind of worked in a sense where and I worked Karen and I was able to gain some trust with other house guests and just go trust me, like just throw these names out there and I'll just make your life easier for this week. And that was where I was able to gain trust. So, you know, Karen did what she wanted to do, which is she wanted to have everyone talk to her. And I did what I had to do, which was protective that. And I know there was only two episodes that aired and so no one really saw all the work that went through for that week, um, but it helped me stay low key because... You know, I wasn't in technically in power for people to think that it was all on me.
3: Yeah, I think you definitely started it off on a great foot for the vets at that point. Um, the fact that she's a newbie and she put up two newbie guys, you know, big powerhouses, and their hands were clean at the end of it, it really worked out well for you.
2: For
0: sure. It really, really did. Like, I couldn't ask for a better first week.
3: Yeah, that was great. Um, now let's talk about the six. And you guys had a really strong alliance of, you know, six. It kind of intermingled sometimes, switching back and forth, of so a couple of the five and sixes. But you guys had a really core group. Um, was it easy to, to stick together, or was there a lot of people trying to kind of be the head poncho in that scenario?
0: Um, uh <laughs> I, I, it was so tough because for me, like, I know what people's impression of me is, right? I, I get that people don't see me as a game player. So, me going into this alliance, I was able to sit back. I was able to kind of just be like, oh, you know, whatever you guys want to do, like, I'll totally go for it, you know, all this trash. But I was definitely the peacemaker uh, in this entire alliance because although we had such an amazing fix, like, every single person in that alliance is so good. and so great together. But they couldn't trust each other, and there was so much, you know, miscommunication. Um, And it was just, just, like, you can definitely tell there was, you know, some power struggle between certain people. Um, You can definitely tell that, you know, a lot of behind-the-scenes were being worked on, and it's just for me, like, I just wish... And people just trusted more into within the alliance that, you know, it got to the point where I was like, I had to rethink of, you know, am I protecting the six or should I just protect the people that I trusted a little bit more? Um, but that was just such a exhausting alliance to work within because I really wanted to work with every single person in there. And I felt like I was doing more work of keeping and maintaining together than, than anything in that, so.
3: Yeah, it was like babysitting sometimes, kind of, right? (laughs) Well, what are your thoughts, okay, first off, when you first found out about this safety thing and that somebody was going to become safe until jury, um, and you you guys found out it was Netta, do you think that it affected your alliance in a good way, or do you think that it was sometimes at certain points um, some kind of bad luck, like curse almost?
0: Well, when we first heard about it, the sixth wasn't really developed yet. So, you know, um, the eviction, Mark just left, and we haven't even had the HOH comp yet. And then we found out that Meta uh, got this immunity, right? So the sixth wasn't developed until after Dimitri won his HOH, and it's like a day or two after that. So at this point, you know, there wasn't really much of an alliance, but I was working with Meta, I was working with ICO, I was working with the six before was completely solid, right? So, for me, at first, I don't know, when I first heard about it, I was thinking, oh, my God, I want to win this. You guys, I just want to make it to Jerry. Uh, and then I was like, oh, wait, like, like, you can just leave right after immunity. Fine. Whoever wins is that. If it's not me, then I'm going to make sure this person leaves after immunity, not knowing that it was Netta. Uh But when Netta got it, it was like, well, obviously, we knew, you know, she was, uh, she was well, highly ranked before the season started we knew that her or Sandra or Gary was going to win it. Um, but I think, you know, as the day was progressing and as the week was we progressing, we can kind of tell Candy more of a curse than a blessing. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm glad that I didn't get it. I <laughs> can't getting it at all. Uh, but, yeah, it was just like, uh, what a freaking twist. Like, I can't believe I wasn't even put on there. Well... Speaking of
3: this special safety, I can speak for myself and Cherry Pie, because we had ourselves a moment, I think everybody here on Manic Monday, and everybody in the Big Brother world, when I can honestly say for myself, by far, the best moment of Big Brother Canada 5, or Big Brother Canada, was... The eviction of Netta right after her safety was done and she was, you know, it was time for the next person to go in the jury and that's when she lost her title and all like hell was breaking loose in the house. Can you talk about that? Because I just want to say, Cindy, first off, from all of us here, you did an amazing job, and it took a lot of balls to do what you did, but you had to do that. That was what you were supposed to do. Please fill us in on that eviction heard around the world.
0: (laughs) Oh, my god. Uh...
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was brutal for you, I'm sure. Oh,
0: pardon me? I said that Sorry, it was brutal what it for you. I'm sure. So, um, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. Like, it was definitely one of the most like hardest, emotional, stressful moments of my entire life. And um, first of all, I didn't even mean to win that double uh, eviction. Like, going into the competition, like I kind of wanted to win it just to guarantee myself my safety. Um, I completely blanked out with the situation that I didn't realize it was just me and Kevin you know, when you got the tiebreaker just before that. Uh, if I knew it was just Kevin, I think I would have thrown it a little bit more. Uh, when I wrote my answer, I was actually supposed to put 220, not 22. I completely forgot to put the zero on there. Uh, so <laughs> I just won double if I could, again, just have to double check my work. Um, but, you know, originally my, when I put my original nomination, like, okay, so obviously you don't understand being in the house, you speculate so much. You every say yeah. that you're like, okay, it's going to be a double eviction this week. It's going to be a double. It's got to be a blah, blah, blah. So we figured it was going to be a double eviction, especially when, you know, we're told, you know, to dress in athletic wear. You kind of know that a double eviction is coming up. Um, but we did not even force, like, I generally thought that it was going to be either a double eviction where both evictees are going to jury, or it's a double eviction where both evictees are going pre-jury. I did not in a million years thought that it was going to be a double where, what happened, which was a pre-jury and a jury member. So the thought of, you know, Nana going whole was was something that I thought about for so long because I knew that I can never beat her at the end and that the further she stays in the game, the harder it is to get rid of her. I didn't, I didn't think that that moment was something that I wanted to do. I didn't realize that I would have to do it that soon. Um, so when I had the opportunity, like at first I was figuring, you know what, I'm just going to put Dylan and Jockey. Um, maybe this is like, maybe it's
2: too soon.
0: Um, there's no way that I can go against my alliance kind of situation. And I, and I don't think my alliance are going to be, you know, okay with the idea of getting rid of Neta. But when Jackie wins that veto, you know, the first thing is ICA coming up to me saying, you know, what, what do you think about putting up Neta? Like we would have the vote. That was like, I was completely shocked to hear that coming out of ICA because I was like, oh my God, like here's one person out of my alliance. And at the moment I'm like thinking she's speaking on behalf of Demetri as well. I'm like, Here's also someone who wants to have Netta going. And three days before this eviction is happening, you know, within the alliance we're already kind of talking about how Netta needs to go, where, you know, we're seeing her behavior change. Um, You know, she's not being as close to us. Like, I trusted I can teach you more than I trusted Netta. So there was a lot of factors going into this uh, about why I was trusting Ico more than Netta. And then, you know, this whole fight between Aika and Netta happening. I'm sitting here in the middle being like, uh, like, I don't know what to do. Like, should I just, like, keep the peace or should I just let them fight it out with each other? Or should I just do what I want to do originally and just take the chance? Um, you know, Kevin didn't really stop me from doing it. He was just like, whatever you choose to do, do it. Uh, Bruno did say, you know, don't, don't do this. Let these two fight it out. But I can also tell the way that Bruno was saying it, it wasn't really fighting for Netta. It was more of, like, I'm just going to say this so that if you don't put up Netta, I can go up to Netta and say, hey, you were safe because I convinced Cindy not to do it. And yeah. I can definitely tell that it wasn't him, like, fighting for her to say. Because if he was fighting for her, he should have said, like, Cindy, like, this is not a good move. Um, you know, Cindy, uh, like, Netta has our back, like, you have to trust me on this. Because I really trusted Kevin and Bruno at that Like, I remember telling Big Brother, like, I am not going to sit on that couch until you let me talk to Kevin and Bruno. I need more time. And they gave me that extra time to talk to them, and those two didn't even really, you know, aggressively try to, you know, give me the, the, the answers that I needed. So it was like, okay, so if half my alliance is not really stopping me from putting up Netta, what is literally my repercussion? You know, if I put up Aika, then I'm going to have Dre, William, and Dimitri coming after me. If I have Dre up, I'm going to have William, Ike, and Dimitri being upset and coming after me. If I put up Karen, Dylan's going to go up. It's a waste of a an natural wage. And Karen's going to be mad at me for the rest of the game. Or if I put up Netta, which is what everyone wanted in the house, who is going to be upset at me about the fact that I got rid of Netta? No one, really. So if I could do this, I can play up with the fact that it was the pressure um, and, and just take the risk and just do it. And for me, on a personal level, it was very hard. So, you know, I was, I, was, I was actually in, like, genuinely upset, and I was about to cry because on a personal level, I can't believe I'm doing this to someone's dreams. And I didn't want to do this to her. But on a game level, I was, like, so excited. I was like, this is what I wanted to do. This is an opportunity. I'm going to take it. And I, I can't foresee an immediate repercussion of putting up Neta, so, it, it, so it happened, and I was shaking so. so freaking oh my gosh! And um, I didn't realize how big of a moment it was until after the season was yeah. over. Obviously, um, I just was just um, just did it, and yeah.
3: <laughs> it was just to watch it unfold, Cindy, and I was like, like talking to you through TV, like. Cindy, this is what you have to do like this is what you have to do I know you don't want to 100% but you know it's something you need to do and
0: I watching know. it unfold so I, I, I didn't watch the episode so I don't know how it was portrayed and edited uh, but I can only imagine what you guys are feeling because what I was feeling was uh, honestly like I've never felt anything like that before it was such a tough situation and it was like, like very a lot of scatterbrain, a lot of going. On. Yeah, so you know, I'm very great. I'm very happy for what I did. I'm proud for what I did, and I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I did it. Uh, but I just can't believe like how much um, of a moment it is. So yeah, it's insane. I can't believe that happened.
3: Now, how long did it take for Netta you know, to discuss it with you and the jury? I mean, did you guys kind of like, did she, was she like, yeah, it's a game. Let's get over it and let's move on. I mean, or yeah, was there was a little like bit of bad blood? Definitely,
0: no, definitely no bad blood at all. Like, the moment she walked in, I walked in, you know, she, like, laughed, obviously. Um, but after, you know, after we talked about it, like, it was, it was fine. It was literally, like, she was like, honestly, I understand it's a game. Um, I would have done the same thing. That was kind of like her attitude. And, like, you know, other people were telling me, you know, in the live feeds and all this stuff, like, she was coming after me anyway. So, from a game perspective, like, she didn't really have my back. Like, she had me more as a number than as an ally. And I think she knew that, like, we weren't that close on a game level for me to – so, it wasn't really, like, a backstab in that sense, right? Like, but to me and to her, like she understands that it was a game move, and that's what I respect about Netta was she let it go. She was just like it wasn't. A, she understands that it wasn't personal because on a personal level, I would never want to do that to her. But she, she completely understand understands what I was doing, why I did it, and um, yeah. So we like it was an oftentimes awesome time being in journey with her, and you know, like I wish I connected with her the way that I did in jury in the house because that wouldn't have happened. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, being being in that game, like there's so much. Paranoia and as well as you know skepticism that you just it was just so hard to bond to certain people in the house because in the back of your head you're just like I don't know if this is genuine or not and all that jazz. So yeah, and Jari she was definitely uh, forgiving and you know it was just like she's like no I got it like it's a
3: game thing she was over it. She's a gamer, so I mean if you know you're a gamer, um, you have to respect a good game move and it was. You know, all the pieces had fallen for you at that moment in time, Cindy, and you just, you you did what you had to do, and you took it. And I I even sat down and talked to you in um, Niagara, and I just was like, girl, that was everything. I mean, that was just something that you could have taken with you, um, making it the final two, you know, and talking about that, because that was that for big sure. of a move, you I know? Mean, that was, you that know? was
0: what I was thinking to you on top of that was like, it was already hard just to be under the radar for the first couple of weeks. But, you know, I wanted to put that in case I do make final two to say, you know, I know a lot of you think that this was Ica's move, but that was my plan, which was to take up net up. But I didn't want you guys to think that I was smart enough to make a good decision like that. And, you know, obviously if things worked out for me and I made it that far. And I'm sure that would have been a, bit, a very big convincing point. Um, unfortunately, it didn't. But that was definitely part of my process, too, was just to start, you know, we're at at the halfway point of this game. We need to start thinking about how I can build my resume for people to understand my thought process. You know, I I, I wish for me, like, I wish I did more of going to talk to the live feeders out loud of my plans and my thought process. I wish I did more of that so people can see what was going through my head. Um, Because I did a lot of it in the DR where I would just go in there and just tell people that everything was going through my mind. Um, and they're just being like a therapist just listening to everything I have to say. Uh, so, you know, I wish people were able to see that, you know, I had a lot of things planned out in my head and unfortunately some things worked out and some things didn't, but it was definitely something to do with my final two please for sure.
3: It was amazing to watch. So I just wanted to give you a uh, cahoots on that. You did such a great job on making that decision. I know it was difficult, but somebody had to do it and it was you girl. So go get it girl. Um,
4: it was Michelle. Uh, I get I get chills thinking about it. Yes, Miss Cherry Pie. I just wanted to let you know we do have a caller who's been waiting for quite some time if you're ready to take a call from us Yeah, any let's time. take a caller, yep. Let's do it. Okay, we have Callie from Colorado online with us. You're, Callie, you're on with Michelle and Cindy within us. Hello. Hey Callie, how are you?
2: Hey, I'm good, how are you guys?
3: Very good. You're on with Cindy. What is your question for her?
2: Oh, I was just saying I was first of all, I was a big actual fan of your and both season, so I was really happy when you returned. You were it was like you and Neta were competing for who I wanted to win, so I was disappointed. <laughs> Take this break. And it's this isn't more of a question. It's more of a comment as a feed watcher and watching the feeds. And, you know, in that Ike interview when um, Cody's like, I'm an alpha male, I hate beta males, beta male. I think it's – he is now saying he wants to compete um, for only the woman to be evicted after him so he can win the battle back. Um, so I just think that's really dangerous. interesting. Oh, we're we, interest.
3: oh, we talking about Big Brother um, 19 right now?
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Or should I – yeah. Is that... Yeah. You know, do you have any
3: questions for Cindy? Because uh, Cindy's not going to have too much time, so
2: do you have any other qu- so questions for Cindy? Okay. Oh, it's okay.
3: Um, uh, oh. <laughs> She's Go so ahead. nervous. Okay. <laughs> oh, <that was> okay.
2: <laughs> okay. My question is: There any other um, gay move that you wish you could have made in the house before you were evicted?
0: Yeah
2: um, I think
0: I think the one thing that I wish okay, so with the whole backwards week, uh, we were very paranoid of what was gonna happen with the HOH and I think the worst thing that I did was I planned my week with anticipation to a twist. So I should have I think the only thing that I wish I did was I wish I'd won that backwards week HOH comp and been that sole vote to either like scary or Dre because I think that would have been a perfect time for me to win HOH to get all the benefits of it, uh, without really getting a repercussion because it's not like I nominate these people, right? I'll have to use the fix one person. So I wish I did that just to have another HOH under my belt, um, and get that family a letter from home and all that jazz. Uh, but I threw the comp thinking that okay, the H O A is going to do the full vote, and then they're going to make it a choice that we're going to fast forward to a normal week, and then the H O A has to make two nominations on top of that. I think that was like what was scaring me. So and then I threw the comp. Uh, but that's my only regret was not winning the one endurance comp that I was I was literally sleeping on. So I wish I won that.
3: Yeah, that was a crazy scenario. That backwards week. That was really. Um, you really didn't know how it was going to go. I, I was kind of figuring the same thing, too, Sydney. that you were thinking. Like, what's going to happen? Are they going to reverse the HOH and and have them do it all over again? So it
0: was beforehand that the HOH was going to get the sole vote, and that was something that I was predicting. Um, but all of this was happening so early in the week that we think, oh, my God, maybe with it going backwards, if you went HOH, it could be like an instant eviction where that HOH is going to make that sole vote at that very moment. And then they're going to go, oh, part of the time warp is now we're going to fast forward so we're in a normal time. So you have to nominate two people now, POV tomorrow, and then the is not a normal schedule. So we definitely went through all these scenarios. Um, I don't know, like, viewers, if you guys are in this house ever, you need to understand that we have nothing else to do but to speculate and plan. And sometimes that is the worst thing to you do because you're so stressed out about it. And you're like, you should have just gone with the functions instead of... Planning with a twisted mind, so
3: it's definitely very, very difficult. Yeah, it's a lot of time to hand. Well, thank you so much
0: for calling in, Callie. Okay, thank you. You're welcome.
4: Thanks,
2: Callie. Thank, thank you
4: for you. holding for so long. No problem. Thank you. Bye. Oh, she was she she was so nervous.
2: you <laughs> uh-huh. got her all struck Miss Cindy. I didn't do anything.
3: So uh, Cindy, <laughs> she was a
0: Um.
3: <laughs> so wait. So Cindy, you have not gone back and seen any of um, the show that that.
0: No, I only. Um, I did watch up until episode thirteen or episode. Yeah, I watched just before the double eviction, and I think it was like the first few episodes. I was in it a lot because I I was like co hoh pretty much, um, influencing the nominations and then the eviction vote. Uh, but then it was easier to watch the other episodes because I kind of wasn't really in it that much. And it was a good thing because I was under the radar. Um, I wasn't a threat to anybody. And I knew, you know, being on the game before that, you know, if you're not in the DR a lot and you're not on the show, that means you're not in the line of fire. Like the storyline isn't about you. So I knew that I was in a good position. Um, and then I literally just watched up to like episode 13 and I was like, oh shoot, the next episode is to double I'm going to be in this a lot. And from this point on, it's all like I'm in it a lot. I don't know if I'm quite ready to watch it yet. So I just like stopped and then I got a lot of momentum in wanting to watch it. So I've been so busy the last couple of weeks. And now I'm like, ah. but I think the next episode that I'm watching is The double eviction. I think I'm going to like periscope it or do a, a live stream of me watching the double eviction to see my reaction of watching such uh such a big moment in my game career, so that'll be interesting.
3: Yeah, that would be cool to be able to periscope it and have, um, you know, fans and friends and stuff watch uh, with you as you're you're seeing it for the first time. So that would be yeah. uh, really cool and interesting. Um, all right, let's, we got about ten minutes left, so let's talk about this hiatus crap. I don't like it one freaking bit. How surprised and shocked were you? When, I mean, it was maybe not even two weeks after uh, Big Brother Canada 5 ended, which was absolutely probably the best Big Brother Canada. Uh, you guys had us just biting our, te- our, our nails. Uh, we were grinding our teeth. We didn't know what to do, what was happening every week. And then they go and give us this hiatus thing. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Um, I personally think BB Can 5 is the best season in Big Brother history. Not just Canada. I think just in history. Uh, obviously, I'm biased. But, uh, you know, I was definitely very shocked to uh, have found out about the hiatus. And I think, well, not completely shocked. I think I was more like 98% shocked. I knew that something was, was going to be changing because of the fact that, you know, of course, entertainment, entertainment you know, did buy out Shaw Media. So, you know, with any company and any business decision like that, when you buy out a company, there are some changes that's going to happen, right? So, you know, from a pageant perspective, you know, when uh, IMG bought out, or when WMG bought out the Miss Universe organization from Donald Trump, changes happened. So I knew something was going to happen. I did not expect that it was going to be a hiatus. Um, the only information that I have is, that it's on hiatus for the upcoming year. We don't really know what's going on. Um, I'm definitely, you know, putting positive vibes that it is going to come back eventually. Um, but it's also Canadian television. You know, uh, Canadian Idol and So You Think You Dance Canada was also put on hiatus during their most successful season, and things changed. So, you know, crossing my fingers that it does come back because you know Big Brother was definitely a very big part of my life. It definitely changed. Um, myself and my life a lot and I'm so grateful for the experience and I really feel bad for all the people that you know I know that's going to be great on Big Brother and it's never going to get this chance unfortunately until it comes back so I hope it does come back I want to see this family expand I want to see all these players or all these viewers who make these comments about me thinking they can do this and do that Let's see you know how you guys can do when you're in that house because trust me it's a lot easier to talk and do
3: Absolutely, and, amen, sister.
0: Yeah, and then I want to, I want to see all that, and you know, I'm very proud of the Big Brother Canada franchise. I think it's done so well for itself, and I wanted to, I want to see it like its success, success like bloom and continue on. So, you know, this hiatus is unfortunate, um, but I hope that you know at the end of it, they're going to be all like, oh, just kidding, we're just doing this big surprise and. I don't know. We need to save money. I don't know, anything. So hopefully uh, this isn't going to be a long hiatus and that we're going to get it in 2019.
3: Well, we are hoping for the same thing. If anybody out there is listening, please pick up Big Brother Canada. We need to see more. I need more family members. I don't have enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right,
3: Cindy. And okay, let's talk a little bit about your life. Are you going to be doing anything in the pageant world? Are you dabbling your, you know, your feet into some sort of pageants in the near future?
0: Um, right now, no. I have to. Um, I have some work conflicts with the pageant coming up. So, unfortunately, I'm unable to do some pageants. So I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break this year. Uh, a hiatus. Think, <laughs> yeah, I'm on a hiatus from pageantry. Uh, But definitely, I have a lot going on uh, in the next couple of months, so, you know, be on the lookout on my social media, because I'm definitely going to be announcing some things, so I'm really excited for that, Uh, but I think right now, um, I'm still in the transition mode, I'm still on this, like, Big Brother kind of, like, getting back into everyday life, which is a little bit harder uh, than season three, and I think it's just, I'm just relaxing just a little bit more because that was definitely a very, very intense experience and season that I think I need a little bit more than a month to recover.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. It puts a toll on you mentally and physically. So, um, you're fresh out of the house. I mean, people don't realize it, but it's probably been like about like six, seven weeks or so that's been out. Well, no, it's probably been about two months now, but still, still not enough time to get back into the real world. Um, so, speaking of Big Brother, we have Big Brother 19 that's happening right now. Um, are you watching? you caught up? Who do you like? Who do you not like? And what are your thoughts on self addiction, breaking foot, so all this kind of stuff? Um, I'm
0: definitely, I'm all caught up now. And um, I don't know, it's very hard. You know, I do like Alex. Um, I feel like we're not seeing enough of. Uh, you know, players on the, the screen. Cause I don't have access to live feed. So I don't really, really know what's going on. Um, I certainly enjoy watching Jessica and Cody. I think they're fantastic villains for the show. And it's super, super entertaining a lot. Like you can't help, but watch and laugh at every time that Cody's face is on the screen. And there's no expression. Like, how can you not love that? Uh, I think Paul's doing a fantastic job. Uh, I really like Christmas as well. Um, I don't know who I was like. I, I think Josh has great personality. Right now, there's no one really standing out for me to be like, oh my God, they're like my favorite, and I need them to win. Um, I think it's very unfortunate with Megan's situation and self evicting. I think it sucks for Cameron to lose his thought after working so hard to get on it. Uh, I think there's so much going on already. Um, I thought the Demon Temptations was really cool, but it's just another version of America's care package. It's not really. Um, Anything different other than the wording of it? Mm-hmm. Um, I I I'm so glad that you know BB nineteen is coming up with different comps this time around, and it's, they're not reusing things from previous seasons. So that's pretty cool to see as well. Um, but I don't know; it's a very very high intense season, and it's it's entertaining to watch. That's for sure. Um, so I can't wait to see the following week like, unfold, especially with the state line in the house already. I really am looking forward to seeing you know, how this pattern and how turns out.
3: Um, before you came on, we were talking a little bit about this, so I'm going to fill you in a little bit on what's going on with Christmas. So she broke a foot on the show. Um, she was um, getting a piggyback ride from Jason. Jason fell, and she immediately knew something was wrong mm-hmm. with her foot. She gets taken out and actually goes to a hospital, gets a, um, a cast put on it. A couple of days later, she goes to get an MRI and finds out her foot is broken. Uh, yeah. Today, she was actually supposed to leave the house to get surgery on her foot. She's getting pins put into her foot. It was It's being delayed till Wednesday. Um, what are your thoughts on the fact that she's going to come back into the house after she goes and has surgery? Um, I was saying that, you know, I don't think that somebody should be going back in the house if they have surgery period. And we're not saying that she's a quitter. It's just that I think that that's just a serious thing for somebody to do and leave the house, get surgery, come back. I mean, you need to have recovery time. Uh, she's a CrossFit guru. That's her livelihood. She, that's how she is known is for her fitness traits. Uh, what do you think about her going to leave the house and having surgery and coming back?
0: Um, honestly, if she feels that after the surgery that she is, you know, okay to come back in the house, then, you know, good for her, she should do that. Um, I feel that right now obviously at this point she's gonna say, I'm gonna do the surgery, I'm gonna come back because you know, she hasn't done the surgery yet. I'm sure after the surgery's done they're gonna see she's gonna see how her health is like and if she's not strong enough to go back in the house and she's gonna make that decision to not come back. Um I don't know what the rules are for the BBUS. Like, I know in Canada, depending on the situation and how long you're out of the house, like, you, you can still come back in because they're, very, they're going to make sure that the people talking to her and doing these surgeries are not talking about Big Brother and talking about, you know, anything that's going to jeopardize the day. So I understand with the whole perception of, you know, you are stuck in there and caught us in civilization. I also know that it's not like she's going to sit there and ask the doctors. So, no, doc, like, are you watching this brother you on me? Like, what's going to happen, or who should I trust and not trust? Like, these doctors aren't going to say anything. So I don't think that's going to jeopardize her game in that sense. Uh, but I hope she makes a very smart decision that after the surgery is done and she's laying on that bed that she makes a smart decision for herself to either go home or to go back to game. If she genuinely thinks that she's 100% or at least 95% good to go, to go back, then I think she should do that. But if she's, like, 50% and knows that it is not smart for her else to go back in her career in the long run, then I hope she makes that smart decision. She's like how Megan made that decision where mentally she doesn't think she's, like, stable enough to do it. She makes the decision to go home. But I, I, I just think it's a different circumstance, but it's her decision. And if she genuinely thinks that she's good to do it, do it.
3: I also hope that they don't talk to her and ask her this when she's all – um, hyped up on drugs because they're going to be pumping yeah. her with drugs and you have this adrenaline rushing through your body that you think you're invincible and you're you're Wonder Woman or Superman whatever the case may be and yeah. uh, you think you're great but really after surgery you don't really feel the effects till like two days later and she's actually going to have the surgery and go right back in the house right after it's done so she's they're not going to be giving her a lot of time of recovery in the hospital That the issue no, that I have. That
0: not, but like I can definitely see her like doing the surgery coming back into the house and, you know, the house gets being aware, like, you know, she's gonna need a little bit more rust, it might her affect her game, but it might not. People might just feel like, Well, Christmas can't really do a lot right now and so we should keep her at a number and a, it might help her game because obviously people see her as a physical threat and her being out like that it might be able to help her because We've seen it before in Big Brother history where people don't need to win a single competition in order to do well in the game, and they rely on their social game. So this will definitely test her as a player to see how well she can adapt to that and to see how people do it. Maybe people will take the easy way out and go, you know what, she already injured herself. Let's just put her on the block and just get her out. But um, I'm sure that, you know, if she were to be put back in the house right away, maybe in 48 hours she's going to realize that she can't recover being an house, and she'll just take herself out of the situation. But – you know, I I don't we don't really know the intensity of what the surgery is gonna be either. You know, so I I don't really know. Like I rolled my ankle and it was hard for me to walk, but and they had someone look at it, but it's not surgery or anything. But like I still was like, no no, no I'm good to stay in love. just as long as I can put my feet up and they told me what I need to do to heal it better. But
4: my oh, husband had surgery tell, on his foot. Yeah, and he had to have pins put in his foot, and I guarantee you. He would not have wanted to be in the Big Brother house after that surgery. I mean, I was there in the hospital with him, you know, as he had the surgery. And he was kept overnight and not released until the next morning. And then, you know, he came home and he was in some pain. And yeah, I just can't imagine not wanting to be. And And then, too, I think about her family and how much they must be worrying about her you know, Ooh, yeah. returning to the house after surgery. I mean, her parents must be, you know, beside themselves with worry.
0: For know? sure. And But the thing is, like, what is very amazing about Christmas is the fact that the moment it happened, she knew something was awful about her But we have also to understand that Christmas isn't, you know, a 21-year-old person who's just going to, like, be all, okay, I'm hurt, I can get better, I'm fine, right? She knows her body. She knows what she, like. she's probably injured herself many times before this. So I think that she's going to make a very smart decision after the surgery's done and understand the pain that she can endure because she's an extremely fit person. And what we think is painful might not even be even 1% pain to her. So to her, you know, doing a surgery might be just something super, super easy. She's going to heal a lot faster because she's an amazing shape. And it's going to be, like, a joke, you know? So I think that she's a mature woman who can make a smart decision and isn't going to jeopardize her, like, house and safety, right? So, And we definitely saw that when she injured herself and made sure no one touched it and made sure the production understood that she was hurt, like, that was, to me, was great because a lot of people would have just been like, oh, I don't know what's going on, but let me just see how it feels in 24. Let me
3: walk it off. <laughs>
0: exactly. And she didn't do that. So I feel like with her making that such quick judgment within that two seconds that it happened, I think that after the surgery's done and the moment she walks in the house, she's going to make that same decision too where it's like, I can't do this or I can't. But I think her pain tolerance is a lot different than all the ours because I can never do what she does. And, and I think that's going to want change it.
3: And well, I'll tell you what—it's going to be crazy to see if you know if she does end up leaving to have two people uh, within two weeks uh, walk of the house without being evicted. So it, it oh turned God. out to
0: be—it
3: it's, uh, turned out to be crazy season. Uh, before we go, I just want um, Cindy. Uh, do you plan on doing any meet and greets? Do you have anything um, planned um, in Canada that people can come and see you, or is that in the works?
0: Um, at this very moment, there's nothing like set in stone. There was some plans here and there coming up. Um, unfortunately, like it's been so busy for me the last couple of weeks for me to set some things in stone. But if you guys follow me on social media, the moment things are confirmed, you will 100% hear about it first. I love being the fans. I love answering questions, and you guys have given me so, so much love and support that you know it's the least I can do is see you guys and meet you guys. Um, but you know, nothing nothing concrete right now, but hopefully something will eventually come up at the end of the year.
3: All right. And I know out there everybody's already probably following you on your social medias, your Twitters, your Instagrams. But can you just real quickly give people your handles if they're not following you right now so that they can follow you so they know what you are doing? So let them know where you are on social media.
0: Yeah, on Twitter it is Cindy Wiffinath. And um, on Instagram, it's Cindy with an S official because, I'm personally freaking my name got why I did. Uh, but those are the two that you can really follow the most. And then the rest of my social media, it, it is in the bio in that platform, so you can easily find all the stuff there. But, yeah. But if you can awesome. go look at my YouTube channel and watch my blog. I worked really hard on them. I know I'm a little behind in posting, but uh, just go watch that if you miss me and the other TV up.
3: Awesome. And real quick, people probably were like, oh, my God, I need to get advice from Cindy. I want to apply for Big Brother, whether it's U.S., whether it's Australia, wherever they're listening from, because this is worldwide. So can you give what your best advice is if they're going to a casting or if they're putting a video in? uh, What would you tell somebody uh, if they said, Cindy, what what advice would you give me to uh, get on Big Brother?
0: I know this is the corniest thing, and everyone probably said it but I cannot emphasize on being yourself enough. Um, You are selling yourself like a product. And if you cannot describe yourself in three words to sell yourself, then what are you doing on Big Brother, right? Saying that outgoing is one thing, but showing it is a little bit more. You need to find um, a way to categorize yourself and how would you best describe it. And it's very frustrating for me to hear, you know, when people even pitch to me and why they should be on the show, they tell me, You know, oh, hey, like, I'm going to be the next Dr. Will. I'm going to be the next Janelle or, like, whatever. That's not what it is. Like, you really have to just really sell yourself and and know how to describe yourself in the best way because, it, I don't know, it's like you're doing a job interview and you're doing a group interview. Well, How are you going to make yourself stand out from everybody else? So you just got to really think about that.
3: Absolutely. Michelle? Be an exaggerated version of yourself.
4: Yes, Cherry. We have a caller, um, someone we haven't heard from in a long time. If you would mind taking one quick call before you you guys go. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. We have Abdias on the line. We haven't heard from him in quite a while. Hi, Abdias.
1: Hey, Cherry. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Simbi. How's it going? Hey, how's
4: it going?
1: Good. Um, thank you so much for squeezing me in. Um, I just want to say, you know, it's been a while, but I've enjoyed hearing Cindy describe her season. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to see it. So I'm definitely going to binge binge watch on BB5 Canada because some of the stuff you guys were saying, I was pumped. So you guys got me locked in. Um, Just real quick, I wanted to know, because I know you guys got to go, who do you guys think has the best shot right now from BB19? Like, let's say top five or top three, like who's playing the best gamers and the best position to make it from what you guys. Well, are a little sure. bit
3: early, but what do you think, Cindy? Who do you, who's kind of standing on? I know you said Alex already. Um, uh, and yeah, I know I, you like Cody and Jessica, but who else are you
0: thinking? Um, I think definitely the chance of doing really far in this game right now because they're so under the radar. Is Like Kevin. Um, why oh. I agree. Uh,
1: Kevin is gold. Gold! Yeah.
0: You know, it's, honestly, if Kevin doesn't do anything, he might be like the Karen of my season, you know? So, like, Kevin might be playing a second-place game right now. Um, But he definitely has a really good chance of making a star. And same with Raven, too. She's, she's in a very good solid alliance. Um, she doesn't seem to be a threat to a lot of people. People see her as this cute little person. He's a purest of mm-hmm. number. Um, but I can tell that she's a smart cookie, you know, and she's definitely playing that part up. and that's probably why she's doing her hair like that. That's why she's doing her makeup and dressed the way that she is. She's putting up this little persona and it's working for her. So I definitely think I might see um, Kevin and Raven going really far. I think for a lot of people, a lot of people are cracking under pressure a lot quicker than expected. Mind you, it's fantastic television, and I'm so entertained. And I'm yeah glad that they're clacking and they're yelling and they're fighting and they're saying this and saying that, but in a game perspective, like there's a reason why a lot of people hold onto the tongue and say what they need to say in the DR, right like so that might be the best game point, but right now i don't not that I'm rooting for them one hundred percent I just see them going very far in that sense Absolutely,
1: yeah I've seen nobody nobody has nobody has really been talking about um Kevin at all, or even Dominique. Like, Dominique's pretty low-key, and Matt. Like Dominique's really well for herself, too. Yeah, I, so I'm, I'm proud of
0: her. I feel like she's doing well, but I think people might try to talk to
3: her a lot sooner than expected. Yeah, I mean, she's got the talk show that she does um, um, almost every night where she gets people to basically talk to her, and uh, she asks a lot of questions, so she's kind of playing the Oh, I'm entertaining but I'm really trying mm-hmm. to find out a lot about you. So smart. Yeah. yeah, she's she's really she's really good. I, I have to say that at this point right now you guys that there's so many diverse and different types of um people in there. They're all kind of hitting each other against the head. Um mm-hmm. that it's just so great to watch. So, really, at this point with the the, the uh, Den of Temptations and we got the battle back that we had talked about before we put Cindy up, the battle back is coming. So, somebody that was evicted will be coming Uh-oh. back July 21st. Yes. Yeah. I love battle back competition. I think they're
0: fantastic. <laughs>
2: yeah. So,
3: can you imagine, I'm like of, I'm you know, the plan is back. for Cody to be taken out this week? And can you imagine Paul's face after he's got no more safety and Cody goes walking in? Just imagine that.
0: I think I kind of know who the replacement nominee is right now.
3: Yes. Um, it's,
0: we all know. It's Cody, yeah. right? Yes. It is? Yes. Uh, really? What? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Someone else told me that it was Jessica. Um,
3: nope. Cody was replaced. Um, actually, Josh was given the veto um, because uh, Paul was afraid that somebody would evict Josh because of his... Uh, Loudness, but yes, Cody is up on the block. So you know that's that's happening right now. That happened actually earlier today.
0: Uh, Okay, I thought it was Jessica. Um, uh, Listen, buybacks are great. I think it could be funny and entertaining if Cody gets evicted and loses buyback because that's freaking hilarious. Uh, But I I, I would I would hope for Cameron to be able to get a chance to come back in and and fight for his life. Unfortunately for Jillian, I don't think. Her coming back that's going to really do anything? No, I, yeah.
1: I hope she doesn't come back. I feel like even her interview with Julie was so awkward. I've yeah. never seen an interview like that. Like, she was just like, I I'm shocked. Kind
0: of, Julie, Julie also made it awkward. Like, I yeah. could be biased and say is the best Phoebe host in all of the world. And it's because she's very interactive. <laughs> when, when I found that interview with her and Julie, it wasn't because, like, she made it awkward. It was like... You know, Julie asked her a question, and she was trying. She's trying to like, she's processing what is happening, and all Julie can say is, "Well, you know, that's the game. Expect the unexpected." Like, yeah. what kind of answer is that? Like, how can you expect someone to say an answer when you just literally just just did that to her? Well, I know that if it was Arissa who's going through this blind site, Arissa would ask actual questions to get that person's thought process to say, you know. How did you, like, you, you seem completely blindsided. What, what made you think that way? You know, how do you, how do you think you could have made things differently? And and some positive reinforcement saying, you know what, Julian, like, you did great for what you could have done. Obviously, there's more that's happening than you think. Um, But, you know, that is part of the big brother. But the way that Julie did it was very dismissive, which was very mm-hmm. short. Which and very I can't quick. Bring, was reaction. Like, if you look back at that interview, like, her – was boring, air- so maybe, the-
3: well, maybe, Cindy, think about it, right? Maybe that was the point, was that she didn't really want her to get into too many questions, and then, you know, because there is a battle back, she might have been, you know, told, don't be asking too many questions, be pretty just simple and straightforward. Um, because she does have the opportunity to come back, so don't give her any information more than she doesn't know. You know, something kinda of along those lines.
0: With, which I totally agree with, but I still don't agree with her just saying,
3: Well, you know,
0: that's big brother, expecting expect it like come on, like yeah. what you you say to viewers, but to a contestant that just came out, like they're still processing this whole entire thing. There's other questions you could have said. Or she could have just said something like, a little bit nicer, just so Julian doesn't feel like a complete, like, fool. You know, like, it's just, I don't yeah, know. That's just how I felt about it. I adore Julie. She was a huge role model for me growing up, being an Asian woman on TV. That was fantastic for me. But for me, it was just like, really, Julie? That's, but that's also me just experiencing Arisa so many times and seeing how she interviews the house guests as they come out and how she at least makes them feel a little bit comfortable to talk on that stage and that they don't feel like a complete fool walking out. Um, that's so, true. So that's just, I feel like in BBK, when you get evicted, it sucks, but at least you get to see the beautiful Arisa Cox and you're just, like, excited to talk to her. While with Julie, she just made to be like, Max, nah, welcome.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is yes, very true. That's true. All right,
3: well, Lovey, do you have anything else? But uh, thank you for so uh, for calling in. I know we're, this is we're getting you quick off of this because no, we're running over or, our time. Yeah, we're
1: no over worries. Our time. I'll so, be here. FDS, I'll be here for next in week.
3: In. And make for sure, you go and watch Big Brother Canada because I know it was for difficult sure. before, but now you can go watch it and you can see the move of eviction heard round the
4: world.
1: All right. Okay.
4: Definitely. <laughs> thanks for Thank you. Take care, hon. Thanks so much, ladies. Take care. Again.
1: Bye-bye.
4: He's
3: one of those callers that you could talk to. I swear to God, the entire show, because he's always got some good points and good questions. Well, Miss Cindy. Yes. I just want to say thank you from um, all of us here on Manic Monday. The listeners, they have been waiting for you. They love you. The chat room loves you. Um, and everybody that's going to be listening to the show this week or the near future um, has been sending messages asking me, where's Cindy? Where's Cindy? So here she is, guys. Her interview was fantastic. We hopefully got all of your questions answered. Miss um, Cindy, we hope that you come back. Good luck in everything that you're doing in the future. Um, And uh, once this hiatus is over, we hope to see your face back on there. How's that?
0: Oh, that's amazing, Michelle. You've always always been so supportive uh, in everything that I do in my life, so I really really appreciate it. So obviously, I have no issue with coming onto this show. Uh, So thank you guys so much for for having us and uh, having me. <laughs> and uh, you know, for all the viewers out there, you know, continue viewing and supporting Manic Monday because. You know, without you guys, they can't really have a show, and without the show, you can't really get these kind of interviews. So
3: that's right, girl.
0: Guys,
3: awesome. All right, Cindy. Well, you have a great night, um, and say goodbye to everybody here in Manic Monday Land. Bye, guys. We love you, Cindy.
0: Good
3: night, Cindy. Good night. All right, everybody. Yes, That was a great interview Cindy's, uh, I like her um, outlook And um, you know She was just fabulous On Big Brother Canada 5 And um, if you weren't able to watch it Because I know it's kind of difficult for us To watch it here uh, Make sure you go back and binge watch it Because it was really really good I mean every week we would come on like oh, This is actually happening Oh my god So make sure you go watch that uh, stay tuned for next week. Uh where we're gonna have some uh Big Brother alums calling in and we're gonna be talking Big Brother nineteen. What's gonna happen, Cherry? Is Christmas gonna be come back or is Christmas gonna be canceled? We don't know. Go it's, gonna we gonna <laughs> it's gonna be
4: interesting. It's gonna be busy. <laughs> so we're gonna have some Big Brother um alumni, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Gonna have some some alarm, alum
3: and, you know, we're gonna we're gonna, you know, see what they think you know, we're gonna be doing that. I got some people sending me messages like I wanna I I wanna call in, what's going on? And I said, Okay, but if we can't do it this week. We'll we'll schedule it yeah, and so that's just what we're gonna do. So be ready for that
4: guys, okay? Sounds yummy. Yummy. Well, I'm certainly interested to find out who's going to be on next week. Can't wait to find out more about the uh, the vote for the HEX Ooh. and see who gets that. Everybody, make sure you go and vote.
1: Vote, vote,
4: vote. CBS.com. And We'll find out who is in and who is out, and who's coming back, and
3: who's cursed? whether
4: Christmas is going <laughs> whether we're going to have Christmas in July.
3: <laughs> mhm.
4: Yep. And all that kind of stuff. So, I think we're about to wrap this one up, Michelle. We're we'll going to close it, it with Ron as we always do. Everyone, thank you so much for being here with us tonight, with Michelle and Cindy with an S. What a great interview. And we'll be back next week with more Big Brother alumni to talk about Big Brother 19. So make sure you're here with us 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, for Manic Mondays with Michelle Costa. Here's Ron to take us out for the night. Good night, all. Take care. God bless. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always a great one with our Michelle Costa. Say goodnight, Michelle.
3: Good night, everybody. Love
2: you
4: and see you next week.
3: That's a wrap. Well, not good see you, all. hear you. Hear me, hear us.
2: Bye.
4: <laughs> Bye. Bye.